and the, the more the probability to be successful uh, will decrease. And I was like, okay, I'm young, I'm 24 years old. I know my first startup experience anyway won't be that successful. I'm here to learn, that's the journey. And, yes. and let's go into it. And I decided yeah. that. And just after that, I bring my first um, WordPress website in Chinese and in Korean. I was hiring intern while I was an intern myself to work for for the website, like just crazy thing. And yeah, I, I learned myself like that, really like that, because uh, with uh, no money, I just begin with a few hundred dollars. Yeah. That's the thing. Hello, dreamers and action takers. Welcome to another episode of Want Money, Got Money. I'm your host, Sam Kamani. Today, I'm interviewing Julian Sakar. Probably you can guess from his accent that he is originally from France. He has an incredible career where he has traveled pretty much all around the world from the flavelas of Brazil to Poland to Thailand. And now he currently owns a successful business in China. I'm always inspired by people who manage to go to a country that is completely different culturally and without any connections, set themselves up and start a business and be successful in a foreign country. It is a massive achievement. Does not matter where you are from and where you are going to, but setting up self from scratch. And that is, once again, a sign of a true entrepreneur. So today he's going to share all his secrets of his success and how he managed to do that. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Julian. It's great to have you here. It was fantastic to have a chat with you last time. And I'm really looking forward to finding out more about you and your journey. So what are you up to these days? Where are you located? I'd love to know that first. Yeah. Thank you, Sam, first for having me into your show. So I'm based in Shanghai. Yeah. Uh, I mean... It's a very great city, uh, especially for business, for innovation. It's what is fascinating living there. It's a city full of energy and where people ne- never stop, actually. Yeah. Yes. And did you, and whereabouts did you grow up before moving to China? Yeah, sure. So I get, you get uh, a good feeling about that. But yeah, I come from France and mm-hmm. yeah, and since I was a student, I had uh, the opportunity to really travel in different countries. I was living, I don't think I told you about that one, but I was living in a favela in Rio de Janeiro. Actually, <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did a one-year exchange student uh, yeah, in Brazil in the middle of yes. drug traffic and, uh, and way weapon shooting and all this shit. And yeah, it was a very uh, interesting year. I think it's the one that really pivots myself and was like, yeah, uh, I really enjoying the living abroad, but also experience. I think it's the most important to experience. And from that, then after, was working also at the French embassy in in Beijing in in China. Yeah, I can say like my uh, experiences abroad are pretty interesting because in that. 
a lot of different kind of environment for extreme poverty yes. to extreme yes. like okay working in diplomacy that's totally the opposite and now yeah living in the entrepreneurship world so yeah pretty, pretty great yeah so when did you get involved in entrepreneurship was it in france and brazil and china where, where did it all start for you yeah so i would say the really first entrepreneurship experience that i had was because was because okay i was in thailand and actually uh, the internship that i used to do in bangkok well, was not good at all my ceo who was from switzerland the guy was never there and, and i don't know if it was a cultural thing but because i was the only foreigner with uh, the Thai people, they didn't want to delegate to me because, as yeah. they say in Thai, I was a pharaoh, pharaoh yes. meaning foreigner. So, yeah. Yeah, and from there, uh, one day I was taking the, the motor taxi to go to the work, and one of my friends called me, oh, yeah, there is this Korean and want to correct uh, his cover letter to enter to one of the most prestigious business schools in France. Can you correct that? And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Okay, how much you would charge him? And I was like, I don't know, 100 USD? First, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't understand because in France, we don't have a direct trans bank transfer like that. Yes. And the guy paid for something that I didn't deliver first. And, and when I was correcting the cover letter, yeah. I was like, wow, it just took me like 10 minutes because his French uh, was almost yes. perfect, not kidding. I was like, wow. And at the moment, you're like, okay, okay, let me figure it out. So I made 100 USD in 10 minutes only. And the guy just yeah. paid me before I delivered the service that I was supposed to, to do. I was like, wow, yes. that's amazing. That's powerful. And you come to this awareness, okay, I'm capable to create wealth. And I think yeah. that's the thing. And when, <laughs> from that, I was, addicted i was like okay of course there was some inspiration from uh rich dad product of robert she was like yeah, i read a lot because there was nothing else to do during uh this internship because <laughs> i had no work and it's the most depressing yeah. me, when you have yeah. nothing to do and oh. uh, i was like okay yeah so then yeah. where is the point so i, I will graduate and uh, and plus okay i read some studies the more you're going to wait and the, the more the probability to be successful uh, will decrease. And I was like, okay, I'm young. I'm 24 years old. I know my first startup experience anyway won't be that successful. I'm here to learn. That's the journey. Uh, yes. And let's go into it. And I decided yeah. that. And just after that, I bring my first um, WordPress website in Chinese and in Korean. I was hiring intern while I was an intern myself to work for for the website, like just crazy thing. And yeah, I arranged myself like that, really like that, because uh, with uh, no money, I just begin with a few hundred dollars. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You bootstrapped your first venture. Where were you based there at that time? Were you in Thailand and... China. Yeah, uh, so I began in Bangkok, and there was two yes. months of uh, transition because yeah, I spent two months in Poland, yes. and then uh, I was like, okay, 
I will incubate myself because in France, the government gave us a lot of support. Yes. That was a year that actually our current president, Emmanuel Macron, who I think he's very dynamic for all, all this thing. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, France is going to be a startup nation because, of course, they wanted to be a kind of competitor for Great yeah. Britain and to, to take the lead for, for the startups in, in Europe. So there was this whole movement. I, I couldn't say my country is really a country for entrepreneurship, but yeah, definitely part of my generation gets inspired by some people that really launched this, this movement about entrepreneurship. Yes. And, and I think like... Uh, yeah, my generation is definitely uh, something different because in France, getting wise, getting rich, it's liberty, equality, fraternity. So equality, so normally sh- everyone should be equal. And so yeah. when you show, okay, you have money or success, it get confused like being arrogant. But I, I think step-by-step step, mentality uh, are changing. And uh, yeah, some young people in my country, uh, like me actually, are very angry to... Uh, for being successful, yeah, definitely. That is great. Really interesting journey. What were you doing in, in Brazil? Were you just a student when you were in Brazil? Yeah, correct. Uh, I was doing my exchange year as a student. So, yeah, it was a, a great year for learning and evolving in different uh, environments. And I speak Portuguese because of that friendly. So, uh, well, it was not only party. Uh, I can say, yeah, I, I, I get uh, very, very interesting knowledge from from that experience. And yeah, again, uh, Brazil, you know, you have the postcard, but it's a country with full of paradox. Yes. There is a beautiful side, but there is also extreme violence. So, um, like in one minute like that, you can have a knife under your throat. That's the kind of shit I live. And you're like, okay, well, finally, I mean, <laughs> living in, uh, in China or even in France, uh, finally, we are pretty, pretty lucky Same. to live in yeah. country or even like you in New Zealand, we, where there is no insecurity. But I would say, again, each country has uh, their own advantages and disadvantages. In Brazil, people are so open-minded. So that's really, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's great. What was one lesson you can say that you learned in Brazil? Uh, in Brazil? Yeah. yeah, there is a very interesting word in in Portuguese. It's jeitinho. So jeitinho is, okay, even if you are, so again, it's very linked to entrepreneurship. Even if you think you can make it, there is still a way to, to make it, okay? Because again, yeah, like you can negotiate everything. Okay, you can. You uh, find a way. But Brazil is a corrupted country. <laughs> let's, let's be honest on that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like uh, there is every time a solution. Even okay, if you think uh, it's not possible, and uh, and I think it's one of the greatest things that uh, that I learned really in Brazil. It's okay. Even if it looks difficult or you don't have all the advantages um, for achieving your vision or whatever, you, you can find a way. So in yeah. a way, it's yeah, related to growth. I, can, I really think 
there is no excuses for not achieving your vision. Because if you wait for the perfect moment, it will never happen. So I just fucking do it. That, yeah. That's the point. And just try, take a step back and analyze, okay. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I really like that the number one thing that you learned with your time in Brazil is that you find a way. And I think that's entrepreneurship 101. You find a way. Whether you yeah. you have got money or not, you make it. So yes, coming back, what are you um, doing these days? What's keeping you busy these days? So uh, just to summarize about what I'm doing, two main things, but on the business side, I have an agency that is specialized in LinkedIn marketing. Yep. And we had mainly 40, Fortune 500 all over Asia to generate leads through uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, I already succeed to build one of the most uh, important professional community in Shanghai. So that's the other yep. part that keep me, keeps me busy. I'm co-president of LinkedIn Local Shanghai. So for people that are not uh, used to watch is LinkedIn Local, it's the longest running campaign uh, on LinkedIn. And it takes the original idea of this campaign, which is to meet people beyond their profile, okay? And uh, yeah, we create, it's more than two years right now, this awesome community with more than 3,000 members. Uh, and it's just like uh, my uh, absolutely pleasure to see the positive consequences of all this action to see people doing business together or getting new job opportunities because of the community. Because I really think, you know, when you have a micro communities that way, and especially what is interesting, it's obviously we support each other on LinkedIn. So it's online. <laughs> And also offline via different uh, networking events uh, where we invite different speakers to provide value, to share uh, valuable information, which, uh, again, is, yeah. is difficult. I mean, uh, with, uh, especially in Shanghai, with a lot of offering of events. But, uh, but again, I, I think everything that we should do, whatever, if it's online or offline, I'm not like the mainstream marketer. I believe 100% of the value, the bullshit. I'm not interested about that. And and whatever, if it's for free or for paid, I, I'm focused on delivering value. And that's the most important. And again, for the communities, and the question should be, yeah, but you don't have money because of that. Sure, but again, people don't forget what I have done for them and of yes. course not everyone is necessarily grateful and I don't expect that but at least I will have something in return maybe in one year two years because people won't forget uh, what I have done for them and I think it is a long term yeah it is a long term right. game it is not a short term right. thing and always right. go for the long term that's always my strategy yeah. as well especially with what you are doing results will show and your net network becomes your net worth so yeah, yeah. So how many people in your team in china at the moment yeah so now we we are 10 people in total yes. so yes. copywriter account marketing manager uh business developer so 
yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting. How long you have been doing this? How long has your company been going? Right now, it's it's uh, almost three years. And before, we used to do a lot of e-commerce with a platform called Shopify, and now yes. we are fully dedicated uh, uh, to uh, for the For many reasons here, because in China first, that's the only so- Western social network that is not blocked. In China, LinkedIn is 56 million users, meaning like it's a third country for for uh, in terms of user. If we if we come for um, per country, so there is a lot of opportunity, and and again we we are the only one fully specialized, and I think and especially for uh, the new generation of agency owner like me. People that pretend they can do uh, all the social networks is that I'm not specialized. I don't agree on yes. this vision. That's my vision. But uh, yeah. I think it's lying to other people now. Because it's what I see even for myself, keeping on track and everything. Because the algorithm, and especially on this platform, changed so fast. And on LinkedIn, it's every three months almost. So you you need to keep on track. And our team is simple. They wake up LinkedIn, they eat LinkedIn, they sleep LinkedIn. Yes. And, uh, yeah. which, uh, and, and, and again, when you adapt, uh, we have clients that are uh, Fortune 500 making like uh, $3 billion USD a year. And then you have like, uh, an architect company here in Shanghai that want to target uh, new new industrial park to develop a new project. That's totally different. You need to know what are the industries, the specificity, and readapt on the context of the LinkedIn platform. Yeah, that's a lot of challenges. And and again, uh, we don't bullshit uh, on what we provide. We are uh, hyper-selected because we really want client with um, with a good collaboration uh, thing and thinking long term and uh, and that's the thing that's the thing and I, and I think the more you are specialized and the better you can de- deliver results that's great that is really good you have got so much knowledge in LinkedIn because as you say I know that how good you and your company is at LinkedIn and I know the power of LinkedIn especially when it comes to be business to business not if you are a SaaS product like software as a service you are a tech startup you want to target other founders other other techs um, or startups or other businesses corporates i think linkedin is the way to go for lead generation for promotion for brand development yeah. whatever kpis you have to promote your tech startup in the B2B space. And that's what my listeners, most of my listeners are. They are founders, they're entrepreneurs who are all into tech startups and a lot of them in the B2B space. If there is, say, a founder who wants to target, has a B2B product and wants to target other founders of tech startup, what advice do you have on the LinkedIn side for them? What should they do? Okay, so... There is many things, of course. First thing is content. If you are not regular on your content, uh, content is like the gasoline. Because your profile, it's a sales page, okay? So you need to drive the traffic and 
and especially growing your network by targeting the right people, by showing that you are the expert, the niche leader of your thing. So the more you're going to be specific and the better it is. Okay, so mm -hmm. the more you're going to be specific, um, the expert number one about that product or that service, um, the better your value proposition will be understood. So you need to be specific, okay, on uh, yes. what yes. kind of product or service you want to highlight, but you need to be also consistent and regular on, on the content. And content where you provide value, huh? not talking about yourself. At the end, uh, we don't give a shit. Uh, and you yes. need to have a content that, again, won't use any acronym because your own technical language, you are the only one. When you write content on LinkedIn, even your grandmother should understand that. So that's the, the main point. Targeting the people, follow up with them, targeting the right people, of course, that could be yes. a potential customer, and grow this audience and uh, making aware of this audience by creating uh, content. Uh, again, don't talk about yourself. Uh, that's really the main point uh, on LinkedIn. But pay attention on the wording. So when you want to invite someone, it's like, I would like to invite you. I, I would like to. I would like to join your network and don't say I would yes. like to invite you to, to my network. Hello, John. How are you? What are the challenges of your company? Why? Because then, if you work by saying challenges rather than problem, of yes. course, the, the guy in front of you will be more open up and will talk about his problem. And if you begin to talk about the problems, the business, anyway, you know that some, it begins by to know what are the problems of these people and bring your solution. So that's the way it works, uh, I would say, and giving a more a specific example because, uh, okay, I know you have a lot of B2B listeners. One of the biggest companies we work so far, it's uh, a company chemical companies that develop a new kind of waterproof screen, you know, yeah. for the smartphone. Yes. That's going to be used for the next generation of, of smartphone. And, and so far, the campaign, we were taking over two, two accounts, one in Singapore and one in Korea. And the idea yeah. was to target all the product manager and, and vice president of big corporations like Xiaomi, or Samsung and Apple. Yeah. I'm just giving you an example of the three months campaign. Yeah, one of the sales director in, in Korea got a physical meeting with one of the VP uh, of Samsung in Korea. Meaning, okay, uh, that, that's deal anyway. It's not in one month, you're going to close that. But what we do, it's really helping, uh, warming the lead uh, yeah. on on the online part and when okay it's warm enough then the client take it over for physical meeting and yeah i hope uh, in uh, by six months or nine months our client gonna sign samsung for multi-million dollars contract because i think it's yeah. definitely what's going to happen and uh, and, uh, and the new type of screen you're gonna have on your phone uh, will be uh, will be the, the waterproof screen that my client developed that's, it's very specific projects we, 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 we take over like that, but, but just to show you the, the whole potential. Yeah. And that's yeah. the main difference with the other social network is tomorrow you, you can be 
in a face-to-face meeting with one of the VP of Samsung. And uh, giving you another example, well, at the time I really began entrepreneurship. I connected because, yeah, my first project was to attract more Korean students and Chinese students in France. <laughs> I connected with the former uh, CEO of uh, Hyundai, the, the car brand, yes. uh, the, the former CEO of Hyundai Europe. And, uh, and that guy became my mentor. <laughs> Just yeah. insane. And, uh, and, and that's the main difference because of LinkedIn. You don't have any intermediary uh, with a decision maker and yourself. Exactly. You can, you, can, you can be in contact with them. And it's just so fantastic. And I know for a lot of people, they're like, wow, I'm so impressed. But I'm telling you, if you are smart enough in, your, in the way you approach them, and plus, if they don't reply on LinkedIn, you can find uh, their email, uh, their phone. And especially here in China, the advantage it's uh, WeChat. WeChat. So we have That's a big advantage. Say, yeah. Yes. yeah. On LinkedIn in China, you can find the WeChat of the people. So giving you an example, uh, a few weeks ago, I found the, <laughs> the WeChat of the marketing director of Cartier, the luxury brand at yes. Cartier. Yes. And I added her, and two hours later, we were on a phone call because in, on WeChat, they don't make the difference. So I would say, yeah, LinkedIn is definitely the first entrance where people yeah. can be more aware because you post. So you, you are making people aware and you need any way to do that because uh, a decision about buying your a product, uh, you need to, to watch at least seven times, you know, this rule in marketing. Exactly. That's yeah. So what, yeah. the thing. And it goes fast. It, go, it, it goes pretty fast if you are super organized regular on your contact uh, content sorry and yes. uh, if you target the right contact and uh, yeah it's pretty impressive the result you can achieve uh, on that social media platform and uh, and very quickly and very yes. quickly i have to yeah i have i completely agree with you that the high caliber of people i have met on linkedin even tomorrow morning i'm interviewing someone who is a really big name investor based in in silicon valley and just oh. all the connections i'm making is just through linkedin in the last yeah. year and a half it is just amazing absolutely amazing i will quickly repeat all the key points that you just gave about the linkedin that become a brand be specific provide value post content regularly and don't just talk about yourself talk about the other person so that's yeah. pretty much the key. You need to be honest. Need to yeah. be honest. Let me yeah. give you an example, Sam. You want that a girl and I'm meeting her in the restaurant and just talk about yourself. You need to be curious. And I think yes. uh, for any kind of relationship, and again, curiosity and a sense of way to create the, the relationship by asking the right question because you really care about these people. Uh, it's the main point. Whatever, if it's a personal relationship or professional one unfortunately a lot of a lot of people that's why they are not successful kidding they think they can attract and and be desirable for the product or their service by okay talking right away about what they have to sell but it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that yeah 
That is such a good point. I would love to know some of the questions that you ask. What are the right questions? You know, it, it is so much in life, not only LinkedIn. It is all about asking the right questions. Um, any conversation, w- what are the type of questions you ask? Someone who is, say, much higher level than you. Someone who is like a big name CEO of a very big multi-billion dollar corporation and you manage to get their attention. What are the things you ask to get their interest yeah. in you? Yeah, again, uh, okay, let, 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 let's take different example. But in content, one of the best way when you create a post on LinkedIn is yes. to ask other people's opinion. Because a lot of people, they like uh, to give their opinion. It's not manipulation, but that's just a fact. And so, uh, again, when you, you, you build your post, at the end, ensure, yeah, what do you think? Leave me a comment. Because at the end, what we want is to have a lot of comments and, and, and see how the audience reacts. We want to, to analyze that. But also because the more we're going to have likes and comments. And Better more, for algorithm. Uh, yeah, correct. So that's the first point. And then if I target people... Mm. Probably by by again sending some messages and sure okay if they are the right decision maker if they are qualified enough I'm trying to know what are their pain points and I remain to have the alpha position so what do I mean by alpha position if you want to be my clients you need to apply through a form. Yes. And the way that the more you're going to ask questions, a lot of people think, okay, oh, if I offer a, a free consulting call or whatever, there's going to be enough. No. When it's free, people, they don't take you seriously. Yes. I'm telling you, you deserve better. Even for your podcast, that's something you should do, Sam. <laughs> just a yes. little advice, just like that. That's good. That's very good. I love advice. Yeah. So, like, uh, to create the desire, you need to give these feelings that you are uh, not accessible. Or again, it will filter about the people. So re- very yes. recently, I just put in place this form, and oh my god, like it's a little <laughs> way more qualified because uh, I ask question about okay uh, the relationship, what could stop us to work uh, from together or uh, to, to work together, what. What are your goals you want to achieve on LinkedIn? What are, uh, what are your strengths and your weaknesses of your product and services? I want to, to have people that are completely aware that it shares the same value for collaboration because I'm not yes. your slave. I am a, a collaborator if we're going to work together. By filtering like that, by getting this process of forms and after, okay, we're going to have a 30 minutes consulting call and then we can filter. And after you can right away put together a proposal and it's a way more simple. And, and then you can know all this information just by doing that. And then the other technique, it's, of course, if you see these people that doesn't really have the need at the moment, for your services is to drive them into a webinar. And let me explain you. It's something I discovered since the last five months. What I discovered, it's really 
for any kind uh, of our client, we really put that strategy in place to make them aware. Because of course, with the post, uh, they are aware. But if you demonstrate and if you are uh, in, a, in a, teaching, a teaching way about, uh, okay, your expertise during a one-hour webinar, then, okay, you, people can really see your expertise. So let's say you are a financial advisor. Okay, let's take yes. a, an example like that. And I will show you, okay, how you could put in nine months plan strategy to be totally financially independent. And you give yes. such one, a good one-hour webinar. And then because of this webinar on Zoom, you can totally refilter the audience by saying, okay, well, I have an incredible offer uh, at the moment. Uh, we're going to take only three new clients. Here is a collaboration form. It's open during two days. If you don't complete before, you cannot access to be one of our clients uh, by three months, six months, the same. And then let's say, okay, uh, just at the beginning of the webinar, you ask them, okay, would you like I teach you if you could know how independent in nine months for online course would you take it then you can resegment on the specific people that reply yes and send them uh, a specific email to uh, drive them to your online course this is one of the examples but the strategy is first you take them from linkedin and after yes. you try to qualify them depending on their needs by asking yes. the right question at the beginning of the webinar and after you will drive them off or the collaboration form or for an online course. Or if you feel maybe, okay, that there is a, is a fit uh, to use, you can give uh, the opportunity to have a consulting call with you uh, right away. So I think yeah. it's one of the yeah. best strategies so far that work for me. And, and, and for some clients also, we, we put them in place for some financial advisor and agency owner. And, uh, and the result, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Pretty impressive uh, oh, results sure. and so traditional uh, ebook big minutes that, uh, of course, no one gives a shit because yes. no one ha has the patience to read an ebook. No, um, yes, yeah. So it's it about the call to action, it's in all uh, um, uh, again about how you're gonna qualify these people. And again, I provide free value, and it is what it is. I don't force anyone to buy my services and products. And uh, anyway, it's not for everyone. And, and that's it. And that's fine. Yep. Oh, that is excellent. I have got so much value out of that. <laughs> and I uh, hopefully whoever does listen, they if they implement what you have said, they will get value. And I have learned the same thing. I have a software development agency that I run apart from this podcast, like nine to five, that is what I do for, to pay the bills and stuff. And yeah, in, yeah. even in that I've learned. And once again, we are about similar sort of size, uh, 12 to 15 people in my, in my company's team. And we've learned that we don't work with everyone. You have to choose your clients as well. And as you say, when it was free, no one used to value it. I have just two or three quick questions for yes, you. Sure. Is there, a, is there a, a book that you are reading or is there a book that you recommend to people? Yeah, sure. I have many of them. I will talk about, uh, because I am in China, I think 
the most basic book you need to to read. Yes. It's the Art of War of Sun Tzu. It's yeah. the first military guide that yes. has been written in, in the human history, and uh, and I think again it, it can apply pretty well on any situation in business. And yeah, if, if you are interested in uh, yeah, there's a kind of yeah, Chinese text that way is pretty pretty interesting. And, and plus, it's a book you 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 can read. You can very read, quickly. Uh, it is uh, very short book. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. And okay. uh, recently, oh, the last book uh, is not related to business, but it's a, a book about Bob Lazar. I don't know if you heard about him. Yes. Uh, he was working uh, for Area Fifty One. So yeah, it's one of my uh, patients about science fiction and uh, yes. well, science fiction apparently it's a reality we are the grave above us and, uh, and a great mm-hmm. alien and I think it's a good reminder to also think like okay we are not the only one in space uh, recently mm-hmm. is one of my fundamental questions it's okay we are human but uh, at the end uh, what we really intend to develop mm-hmm. what legacy we want to left for the humanity before dying. Mm-hmm. I think as a human species, we deserve better. And, uh, and anyway, my agency is just a, a first step of something mm-hmm. that is going to be more important and could be potentially, I don't know if it's going to be like Elon Musk, but uh, definitely we need to, to take a look in, in, into space. That's, yeah. uh, that's the next uh, stage, I think. Next, next frontier. <laughs> yeah, and, yes. uh, and I believe that. And, and uh, yeah, and maybe in this time of crisis, you know what? People will be more aware of that. And if one time in our history, we all nation, whatever, New Zealand, China, France, we take a look in the same direction, can you imagine? Yes. What a great thing we could achieve. Yeah. Humanity, and I think that's the most important, and and that's why it's a, I'm a little bit annoyed when I'm thinking like, okay, it's all driven sometimes just about the money, especially for yes. the so-called vaccine for this virus. No, we we need to be uh, more ambitious. I, I think yeah. we deserve that uh, as a space, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Second one: Is there a podcast you recommend? Uh, or you listen yeah. to <laughs> the first one that I list, uh, the rock, recommend it's zeros of course <laughs> yeah I think it's right what you are uh, developing and uh, and again because it's just the beginning but uh, yes. I can't wait to see we, we're gonna redo an episode in one year and uh, and I can't wait to see how grow you're gonna you're gonna be and uh, that's so exciting for real oh, thank you you are yes. developing and uh, and again uh, keep doing the great job. Yes. But my, my inspiration at the moment, I, I used to be a big fan of Gary Vee, but yes. being honest with you, I'm a little bit disappointed about him. Recently, yes. I think like uh, the the most deep podcaster host and the one that made a such of progress is Brian Ross of London Real. It's here the certain vision and the quality of the guest is pretty incredible. Brian Ross. Plus, yeah, Brian Ross of London Real. And, uh, oh, and, yes, uh, London Real, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I think, and especially because of the trillion 
dollars companies and want to block the freedom of speech. And, yes. uh, and, uh, and I have many friends on YouTube that are pretty influential. They get shut down. And, and I think it's not was the objective of the internet because I really grow up with, with the yes. internet. And, and I think it's such important to have this power of freedom of speech. And mm-hmm. I don't want the internet becomes like in China, even okay, yes. I'm foreigner and not really allowed to do that. We should be able to say whatever the fuck we want, uh, yeah. even if it's good or not good. And, and again, it's just a matter of perspective, what is good or not good. So yeah. um, I really appreciate his vision and trying to develop. It, it doesn't judge people. It just, even if he doesn't agree, he fights for the freedom of speech. And, and I think especially in Western world, I wouldn't never think like it would happen. But yeah, the, the thing is, even in Europe, there is less and less uh, freedom of speech. And that's why for people like us, content creators, we need to fight for this freedom of speech because uh, that's important that people have access to different kind of information and that is not controlled by such a trillion dollars company like YouTube, Google, or, or Facebook. And, yeah. and, uh, and I think that uh, the fight that we, we're going to have to take in the next coming month. Yeah. Yeah. Final, final question. And that is that if you had unlimited time, resources, and money, what would you build? Or what would you do? <laughs> what would I be? In? <laughs> yeah, seriously, uh, so yeah, I would build a, a spaceship to to go to Mars and, and bring yeah. uh, humanity to there. Uh, I think that's going to yeah. be the uh, the next step. And uh, the second thing I, I would build, it's a new kind of energies that again would not pollute. They would be uh, almost unlimited. Yeah. And uh, and again because. Nikola Tesla really developed uh, other alternative energies that we don't use yes. that actually would be more beneficial and uh, less consumption oriented. Uh, can you imagine like the question of energy will uh, again change the world totally? And and, and I think like if we were able to, to give the same access of energy to everyone on Earth, then definitely we will have less inequality. So I think it's deep questions that. And I hope yeah. other people will explore because, uh, again, globalization shows uh, there's own limits. So we need to uh, to rebuild an open world with everyone is capable to do uh, uh, their own business, but also <laughs> that uh, I think will be more profitable for everyone on earth. So that's oh, the thing we have. Yeah. And, and I think it is going to happen in our time, in our lifetime. Yeah. Maybe that humanity will land on Mars. Oh, it will. We will see it in our life. And it is going to be China. Remember that day, yes. 2025, in, five, in less than five years, yes. they, they're going to do that. And, uh, and they're going to fight for that. And, uh, yeah. and I think, yeah, we, what uh, <laughs> is rising, it's a so-called war between China and the US, but, but, yes. but it's good. Like, uh, we need competition. We uh, need, and that's why moon landing happened because of the competition in the Cold War between US right. and USSR. And if not for and, that, it would not have happened. And, and if it didn't happen, but the 
the Moon Conquest, we won't be there right now talking. Yes. Such an incredible technology right now that we are benefiting on half is because of uh, the space exploration. And I think yes. a lot of people uh, forget that, like the GPS, it's because again of the yeah. of the space conquest. So yeah, definitely. So, no, space that, is a limit. Um. Yes, it is. It is. And how <laughs> how does someone get in contact with you? Get in touch with you? Where do they find you? Yeah. I will link your LinkedIn in the description yeah. of this. LinkedIn. So you t- you can type my name correct, Julian Sika and. genius.ncell.agency that's uh, the address the web address of my of my web, of my company and uh, blog.genius.ncell.agency we have hundreds of free articles free resources yes. uh, to educate yourself uh, on, on, on killing so take advantage of that we mention it when it's three people don't take it seriously but Almost everything it seems this blog we spend hours, thousands of hours really writing all these blog posts. So yeah, take advantage of that because there is incredible values on that blog. Yeah. Yeah. That is great. I've got it here, geniusencel.agency. So I will link yeah. this as well. Really good content. Um, really impressed with what you have managed to achieve coming from France and setting up a business in in China, it is never easy as an outsider to be able to do that. And having done that myself and been to different countries, it is always challenging. So I always admire from any entrepreneur who does manage to do that as an immigrant or an expat, go to another country and set up a business and be successful without any connection, starting from scratch. Because you had to start from scratch. You didn't have all the existing networks or anything like that yeah. that your parents inherited in China. <laughs> so you didn't have that. So you had to do it all yourself. So well yeah. done for thank achieving you, that. So thank you so much for your time, Julian. I'll link everything in the comments. And yeah, and wish you best of luck. I look forward yeah. to your company's journey. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep in touch. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Want Money, Got Money with Sam Kamani. Hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable insights that would help you in your startup or your business. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate this show on your favorite platform. It would be extremely helpful and I just cannot tell you how much I would appreciate that.